Come on, y'all say it with me. Say good morning. Now, I guess we got to get the ground rules again. You know, when you know, I want, I, you know, if you didn't notice, uh, my skin is a darker hue than some of yours. And uh, so we're used to, you know, people talking back to us. So say good morning. All right. So, you know, that there's something called the antiphonal response or the antiphony of preaching. And then in the, in the Psalms, they would do call and response. So we're going to work on it a little bit. So when I say glory, you say hallelujah. When I say thank you, you say Jesus. Glory. Thank you. Yeah, so now, now you're getting it, you're getting it. And so now as we're talking, as we begin to uh, do what God is asking us to do, I want you to understand something on today, that uh, wherever there's a sound, uh, things begin to happen. Somebody say a sound. Say it real loud, say a sound. When the walls of Jericho came down, they came down because of a a sound. Uh, when they were getting ready to go into battle, he told Jehoshaphat, send the praisers first. They had to create what? A sound. Somebody say a sound. So if you know that it takes a sound to get some things, if you need walls to come down in your life today, is there anybody in here that would go on and help me create a sound in here? A sound of worship, a sound of praise? Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Raise your voice, raise your heart. Raise your hunger right now. Raise your hunger. You're, you're hungry for God. You're hungry for God to move. You're hungry for God to touch. You're hungry for God to do something different. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired and sick and tired of having church. I'm gonna roll it back. Uh, just a, uh, I told my church a little while back, I quit church. I joined kingdom. And right in, in, in the kingdom, I don't get caught up in all the church antics and stuff, but I come to have an encounter with God. And if you're here today and you want to have a real encounter with God where you leave out of here different than the way you came in, will you help me create this sound? Because in that atmosphere, miracles happen. In that atmosphere, breakthroughs happen. In that atmosphere, you see shift changes and turnaround. And I believe somebody here today is going, God's going to push the reset button in your life. And he's going to reset some things. And he's going to settle some things for you today because you made up in your mind. I didn't come to be a spectator. I came to be a participator. And I'm going to participate in what God is doing in this place. I need about 20 of y'all. Hallelujah. 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 There's a shift in the atmosphere. There's a shift in the atmosphere. Something's changing in here. Something's shifting in here. Whoa. Come on, can you just lift your hands? Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Move through the room. Lord, we need you to move through the room. Lord, we need you to move through the room. 
signs and wonders and miracles signs and wonders and miracles create an atmosphere for a mighty move of God create an atmosphere for a move of God have your way Lord have your way Lord have your way Lord have your way in me have your way Lord have your way Lord have your way Lord have your way in me God we submit to your will right now have your way in this place have your way in this place and God we're not even praying for ourselves right now we're praying for our neighbors we're praying for those who sit to the left and the right and the front and the back of us and God we're praying that you move in their lives today like never before let them experience you like never before let them know that you are God and beside you there is none other that you haven't left them you haven't forgotten about them you haven't forsaken them let them encounter your glory let the kabod the shekinah of your glory rest upon them in this place on today we give you glory we give you honor in Jesus name amen come on put those hands together Oh, my God, my God. I want to go to 2 Peter chapter 1 and uh, 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 verses 3 through 11. I know you've been dealing over, dealing with the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 through 24. And they, they put an out-of-control person up to talk about self-control. And so uh, that's why he was that's why he was praying for me before I started because he know he already know I'm out of control but there's something in second Peter that tags on to what's as you talk about the fruit of the spirit that lets us know that we're in the right vein and that if we could progress our way if I could learn how to love if I could learn how to be kind if I could learn how to be gentle if I could learn how to deal with these character things at some point I'm gonna hit this place called self-control somebody say self-control so first second Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 11 watch this this is powerful text it says by his divine power this is the New Living Translation God has given us everything we need for living a godly life and if God has given me everything that I need to be able to live a godly life, that means I can live life under control. I'm going to roll it back. I'm going to say in a slow motion. I used to ride the short bus too. Watch this. You got to understand that if God has given me everything to be able to live a godly life, I can live my life under control. We have received all of this by coming to know him the one who calls us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. 
And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. Have you ever seen God out of control? Hmm. And so now that I'm sharing his divine nature, Pastor Peter, that means I can live life just the way God lives, the way God carries himself. Watch this, and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, verse five, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence in moral excellence with knowledge, in knowledge with self-control, in self-control with patient endurance, in patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this in verse eight, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from, their, cleansed from their old sins. Verse 10, so dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Verse 11, then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just wanna to talk to you a little bit about living life under control. I had it a different way. Uh, I said living life in control and I was talking to Pastor Peter. And he, it rolled off his lips so good. I said, I'm gonna use the word you use. And so uh, uh, we're gonna talk about living life under control. I've come this morning to let you know that you can live life under control and you can stop living life out of control would somebody just say that with me say I want to stop living life out of control because get this y'all anytime that I'm living life out of control I'm living life out of alignment with God because God is always in control which then hinders the blessings that are to flow into my life what a real folk at up in Northwest Church this morning who would admit that there have been times when you've lived life out of control. Right? You live life out of control. The church, Pastor Mark, has to admit that there's times that we as the church have been out of control. Some of us there right now, huh? right? We literally begin to, like the old videos that would come on late at night, the church has gone wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't y'all act like y'all don't be saying that stuff. <laughs> Trying to sit there like, I don't know what he's talking about. My assignment today is to get us to understand the power of self-control. But can I flip it so you can understand it better? It's really understanding the power of spirit control. Because you can't control yourself. Because sometimes you don't know which one of you gonna show up. You, you can't control yourself. The truth of the matter is this, you will never experience self-control without the Spirit of God functioning and flowing in your life. 
So if you hear this morning, watch this, and you truly want to control or bury your back, yet balance, have balance in your life, say this with me, say it real loud. Say, God, fill me with your spirit. Mm. I already told Pastor Jared at the end, we, we, I, I just wanted, he could just do the tag part of it, but uh, we just need to make room for the spirit of God in our lives and, and, and talk about God, I will make room for you to do whatever you want to do. I'm going to stop trying to manage it. I'm going to stop trying to be in control of it. I'm going to stop being the one that's trying to manipulate it. I said it the way I wanted to say it. I, I know it's manipulate, but the first three letters is man. And we always try to manipulate it. We always try to take over from God. And some of us have been stuck in places for long times because we keep putting our hands in it. Instead of saying, God, have your way. Y'all still here? When I say, God, fill me, here's what I'm really saying. Watch this. I'm saying, God, I relinquish control and I submit or come under your spirit. And many times, y'all, we lack self-control because we refuse to relinquish control. And because of that, our lives are always fleshy and carnal. So understand this. The level that we submit or relinquish control over to the Spirit and come under the Spirit is the level, watch this, that we'll be able to have control in our lives. Mm. Self-control brings balance. Say balance. So, so, so many times, if we begin to understand self-control, Pastor Peter, it begins to let us know self-control means I'm able to say no when I'm supposed to say no. But I'm also able to say yes when I'm supposed to say yes. There's balance in my life. Sometimes, watch this, we're out of control. We don't have self-control. Watch this. And not that we're sinning, but we're, our lives are out of balance. Sometimes you got to learn how to say no. I can't do that. No, I can't be over there. No. But then there's other times you can say, yes, I'm available. Are you listening to me? So watch this. You can live life under control. Philippians 4.13 simply tells us, it's powerful when it says, I can do all things. Somebody say all things. Say it again, say all things. So all things includes having self-control. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. All things meaning I can have, you can have, watch this, control and not live fleshy, carnal lives, but we surrender to the Spirit of God, literally to the Christos, the anointed one in his anointing. And he guides me and leads me 
into the path of righteousness. Say it with me, say it loud, say I can live life under control. Oh, come on, you ought to get excited about that. I can live life under control. As a matter of fact, the, uh, it, it's the, uh, the verse talks about, verse one says, God has given us everything that we need for living a godly life. Which means, get this, my sister, you got to understand, being out of control is literally considered to be ungodly. Oh, I wish they would put the cameras on your face. Y'all like, for real? What? Being out of control literally is considered to be ungodly. It means we're not being representations or representatives of God. And as we live godly lives under control, we're then able to tap into the blessings of God and the promises of God. Being out of control, I miss promises. I miss blessings. Watch this. God says, I want you to have balance. I want you to be in control. I want you to have balance. I want you to be in control. Why? Because when you do things in balance, you're able to get the necessary rest or, and you honor Sabbath. You, honor, you do things that I call you to do. Many of us miss rest because we're out of control. Are you still here? Okay, I just check it. It was kind of quiet. Watch this, watch this. Now, I want you to get this. You got to say, get this and walk with me. When I don't know the promises or I don't know him, I'm more apt to be out of control because I don't understand the consequences of being out of control or being out of balance. Hosea said it this way. He says, my people, are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. That means, y'all, self-control is a direct response to knowing him and his promises. <laughs> I have Self-control, I'm living under control, is a direct response to me knowing him and his promises because this is a response to the divine nature of God. Watch this. And that helps me squash and squelch my human desires. The B clause of verse 4 says, these are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption that are caused by human desires. So I don't want y'all to miss this. That's why it's a fruit of the spirit. Uh, that means self-control is spiritual. Self-control is spiritual, which means we cannot do this on our own. Are you listening? Where are the real folk in the house this morning here on the corner of Pine Hills and Clare Corner here at the Northwest Church who would admit I tried to fix it on my own. I tried to make it work on my own. I, I tried to stop it on my own. Can I help somebody? This is my moment of transparency. I was all that a sailor could be. 
I was a drinking cussing sailor. I tried to stop drinking numerous times. But it wasn't until I yield to the Spirit of God that God took the taste of alcohol out of my mouth. Okay. I know y'all been saved, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost ever since you came out of the womb. So that didn't make no sense to you. But I tried to do it myself. And when I tried to do it myself, I found myself always going back to that thing. But when I let God be the difference maker in my life, and I said, I'm gonna come under your spirit. I'm gonna surrender to you. Let me put it to you this way. He took it from me. And this year, I celebrated 32 years of not ever having a drink again in my life. See, I could talk about that because God delivered me and he gave me control as I came under him. Are you listening to me? When I say spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me, that fruit of self-control began to operate in my life. Are you still here? Catch verses five through seven because I believe it's going to help us. It says, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous portion of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control. See, I can't be in self-control if I don't really know God. And self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Note with me that sandwiched between knowledge and patient endurance is self-control. This word knowledge literally means to know based on experience. Mean, this is more than just a didactic or classroom relationship. But I know him because I've had an experience with him. I've had an encounter with him. Is there anybody here who could testify or raise your hand, holler back at your boy and say, I've had an experience with him. He's done some stuff for me in my life. There's some stuff I got out of. I never know. I know I wouldn't have never got out of it, but because God, I had an experience with God. Paul would tell you I was on the road to Damascus. I was, I was on the road to do some bad stuff, but I had an encounter. And there's some of y'all in here, you didn't had a Damascus Road experience. And God said, it's now time to take all of that and live your life different. You never have to go back to living the way you were living because he says, you've encountered me. My grandmother, bless her heart, being in from the, the Delta of Mississippi, she would say, you can't make me doubt him because I know too much about him. She said, I know him for myself. And because I know him, I now have self-control. When things do not appear to be, uh, or things appear to be going in a different direction than I feel they should. 
because I know him. Somebody say, I know him. Say it again, say, I know him. Because I know him, watch this, Pastor Peter, I now can patiently endure. I can wait. I can embrace process now. I, I can be controlled. I'm under control and I'm in control in the process. I'm not flipping, I'm, I'm not tripping, I'm not going crazy. I can wait. I can hang in there until. Somebody holler, until. No, say until. See, see, you, you got to know that patiently enduring means I'm in the until mode. Meaning I'm expecting God to do exactly what he said he would do. It just hasn't happened yet. But while I'm in the until mode, while I'm in the it ain't happened yet mode, I made up in our mind that I'll give him a yet praise. My praise helps me stay under control. I'm gonna say it again, I, you, my brother, you got it. Uh, my, 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 my praise helps me stay under control. Are you listening now? Come on now, I, I need you to get it. Praise, here it is, allows me to regain control over self because it's in my praise that I surrender and release it all over to the one who's in control of everything. What it allows me now to patiently endure the process. So self-control leads to patient endurance and self-control also allows me to go through not just patient with patient endurance, but it allows me to go through with godliness. Let me roll it back. I'm going to say it in slow motion. This for the folk on the back row. You, you got to understand, sometimes we go through, but we don't go through godly. Mm -hmm. You said stuff that you know you weren't supposed to be saying. You start doing things you know that you're not supposed to be doing. But when I'm under control, when I'm under control, when I'm under the hand of God, I can go through and still remain godly. Self-control means I'm not only waiting, but I know how to wait. But when we wait and we're out of control, we do not approach what we're going through with godliness. Okay, uh, I, I can see, let me, let, me, let, me, let me work this a little bit. We're waiting, but we mean while we're waiting. Mm. We're waiting, but we cantankerous while we're waiting. We're, we're waiting, but we're angry while we're waiting. Uh, we're short-tempered while we're waiting. Uh, well, the real people know exactly what I'm talking about. Say this with me. Say, Lord, help me to wait right. I have to have control. Here's another piece about self-control. And self-control is attached to love. Mm because you cannot have self-control without love. We got to first love God, and then we got to love his commands. Roll it back, I'm gonna say it again. We got to first love God, 
then we must love his commands. The Bible says, how will they know that you love me if you keep my commands? So understand with me, God's commands gives us boundaries to live within, which means living life out of control is a sign that I do not love God and I do not love his commands. Where's the cameraman? You need to see your face today. Are you listening? Proverbs 25, 28 says this, a man without self-control is like a city broken in two and left without walls. That means, y'all, we ought to have an appreciation and a love for the word or the commands of God because this helps us to live life within the scope of God's plan for our lives. Which means self-control, being under control, watch this, is our protection and our covering. Mm. Let me go on and get up out of here. I can see y'all got tired of me already. I'm going to give you this, and I'm done. Pastor Peter, thanks for you having a little short round preacher. Come by and hang out with you. But know this. Self-control shows that we are called and chosen by God. <laughs> Self-control is the identifier that is the indicator that you belong to God. Are you listening to me? And so you got to get it. it, it watch this. And it keeps us from falling away or going back to it again. I want you to read verses 10 and 11 at some point. But would you do me a favor? Would you ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, who do you belong to? Can I tell you your self-control response shows us who you belong to without you telling us? Ask him again, say, neighbor, who called you? Because self-control and balance are the key indicators to who really called you. Self-control keeps us from vacillating back and forth. It keeps us from being hot today and cold tomorrow. And based on verse 11, watch this. It starts out with, then God. Meaning we must fulfill the prerequisites prior to getting to the then God. Which means self-control is the key to living life in a way that grants us access into the kingdom of God. Which means out of control lives and out of control living is a sign that you have not truly committed yourselves over to God. So say this with me. And Jerry, do anything you want to do with that Make Room song. But... But say this with me, say it real loud. Say, Lord, help me to live my life under control. Now say it with power. Say, Lord, help me 
to live my life under control.